Welcome to episode four of the Expand With Us podcast with Vicky Dean and Nerida Bint. Hey Nez. Hello my love. Can't believe we just recorded and uploaded three episodes. I know, how High exciting. High five to us. I know, right? Apple and Spotify, if you'd like to find our episodes, well obviously you're already on one of those platforms if you're listening to this. Please help us spread the word because we're excited about what we have to share in this podcast. Um, and... Give us a review as well at the bottom mm. of our, um, you know, if you're on Apple or even, I think you can, you do it on Spotify. Yes, you can. Yeah, make sure you give us a review because that just helps with our mm-hmm. SEO. Sure does. Mm. Get the word out there. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about creating culture within community. Yeah. So you and I both have an extensive, ex- you know, experience in running businesses, managing people, managing staff. And one of the things that you and I have really uh, kind of shared and bonded over is, you know, how do we do that? What mm. what works well? What doesn't work well? And um, we're always forever learning. How do we bring people together and and um, inspire them to, you know, relate in a community in the best way possible? Because obviously people, you know, everyone has their projections. Everyone has their fears. Everyone has their insecurities that gets in the way of people connecting and showing up as their best self. Yeah. So I know, I don't know about you, but I've really had to um, evolve and grow and, and keep kind of developing in order to meet every challenge that I've had oh, when it comes to people. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, just coming out of the last couple of months for us personally, and, and I've actually leaned on you a lot, you know, for advice and assistance because it's something that I've always been inspired by with you is how you've brought your community together and the way that you manage it and I think when we look back there's things that you could definitely do better I mean far out that's part of learning isn't it Mm -hmm. and you know you can certainly handle situations better and that's how we grow and learn and evolve but um I think um yeah for us personally it's it's almost like if you don't um deal with these situations and I feel like looking on the outside into you, for example, I feel like that's something that you've always, um, you know, you're very quick to get on top of these things, whereas we, on the other hand, have let things slide for too long. So that's been a really big lesson for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, I haven't always done that. I think I've learnt the hard okay. way um, that, you know, well, let's go back. So I think what's really important here is we all inherently have different values. So things that are important to us and I noticed because I had some mentorship and some coaching around this and this is part of the stuff that I offer when I coach people in their small businesses. But um, I used to, I remember very clearly at the beginning of my business seeing something that might happen, a behavior or a a, a situation and, and might be, have a lot of feelings around it, like a lot of irritation, agitation, frustration, and not really understand why someone would do something they did. And then I, my mentor at the time helped me to understand. She, she kind of helped me to look deeper into that and understand, well, why is it that you, this is bothering you so much? And then I realized it was going against my core value. And one of my core values with Lassam is community, right? Mm. Um, and so, but really, you know, this other person or this staff member or this community member, whatever it is, I wasn't really being super clear about the vision and their values and the behavior underneath those values, what I want, like what I wanted to encourage and what I didn't want to encourage. 
So when I got really clear on that, it helped me to understand, oh, right, that behavior is not aligned with what I want to see within the business because it doesn't align with that core value. Mm. So then it became about educating that person and, and trying to go a little deeper and then the more I spoke about my values, the more I attracted people who wanted to live by them. Mm. But I just wasn't getting that out there. Mm. And I remember at the time, you know, she asked me to write down my core values. And I wrote down like 10 or 12. And if you asked me five minutes later what they were, I would not be able to refer them, you know. And I learned this from Ben Bergeron, shout out to him. He was very big on, you must come up with, you know, two to three and that you should be able to rattle them off your tongue straight away because if you can't, you don't really know them and you're not living by them. Mm. So that was huge for me. So what we did at the time with Lassom, and we actually got our whole team to come in at the time and we went through a whole exercise which was you know, really incredible and such a beautiful bonding day for us yeah. where we came out with those core values together. We had our leadership team all contribute mm. and, and put forward what they thought and we came up with three and the three that we created and still to this day when I sold the business a month ago really lived true were community courage and excellence Mm. and then other things can spear off that Mm. yeah cool yeah well you did a similar thing for our myself and Brendan and our um, one of our coaches at the time and um, yeah that was a really cool experience and we still to this day live by those and I and I often reflect on them thinking you know have they changed and I'm who knew they haven't yeah. changed strength in community um but also strength as so yes. strength in community was one of them yeah um i would say that was our third one um our first was excellence and yeah. our second was integrity and yeah. um they still to, to this day ring so true mm. but another one that's come up for me a lot um over the last com- couple of months is loyalty mm. and um and i feel like that then branches off into you know how do we how do we teach that you know Mm. how do we because everyone's perception of that is so different Mm. you know um yeah so i guess um i think there's so many aspects of community that you know the way people behave i love the analogy that you you went um you talked about the rock star status Mm. and it's interesting because people wouldn't actually realize their influence within a community um not thinking that they are influential in a community, but how much that can affect a community. Yeah, well, I'd love to kind of expand on this a little bit. One thing I took my coaches through, and even just some of my, the like with what we do, you might have anywhere between 100 to 200 members. Most people, like usually most people know each other. You know, there'd be some people you don't know that well, but most of CrossFit and small gym kind of communities tend to kind of socialize, they know each other. So there might be a bit of a leadership team throughout that, like that are still members, but they're, you know, they're people that everybody knows. Mm. They might be people that you share on your social media a lot. They might just be people that are right, like high performers, so everyone notices Mm. them. And I used to have this analogy with the girls where I would explain to them. It's, I remember reading about it in um, a sociology uh, paper where it was, all about um, social tracking. Mm. So say, for instance, you're in a cafe and, you know, you're in a cafe and you're sitting there and you don't even notice the people walking through the door because they don't mean that much to you. Mm. Then all of a sudden, you know the people that work there. So they kind of, you kind of have a bit of a relationship, like you need them to serve you coffee, serve you food. You need to have some sort of 
interaction. So when they walk towards you, you kind of track that. You like you know they're coming towards you. Mm. Say for instance, a celebrity walked through the door, like that you knew and recognized. You would be tracking them from the minute they walk through the door to wherever they were in the cafe. Mm. You're aware of that person. Same thing happens in these small environments. You know, leaders are tracked from the minute they walk through the door. And whether they like it or not, everybody notices their behavior. Everybody notices who they're talking to, what they're doing, what they're lifting, what they're, you know, whether they're warming up, what they're wearing, how whether they, how they're interacting whether in the they, community. That's right, whether they come and talk to you or not. Yeah. I'll never forget my very first time when I was uh, at a, a small gym. I remember the girl there, that she was like the one that was well-known and popular and everyone loved her. I remember her very clearly coming up to me and like giving me encouragement that first time mm. and I'll just never forget how impactful it was on me. Yeah. So I think it's so important as leaders when you're running a gym to highlight that to your members, to your coaches and your mm. staff and your leaders so that they understand that mm. and that they that can then shape their behavior when they come in through the door and when they're training as well. Mm. So who are these people? Who would you... Who would you consider these people to be? Well, in my community, in La Somme, they're definitely the owner, mm-hmm. definitely any coach, then any kind of elite athletes. Yep. Then you've got members that have just been there a long time and, yep. and you know, very familiar and comfortable and, you know, warm in the place. Um, yeah, I think, you know, anyone that has a bit of influence. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, something that I've noticed within our community as well, and, and pe- these, you know, these people probably don't even realise they're doing it. It's probably quite a, an, an unconscious yes. thing, and um, which you know we, we can all appreciate. We do that from time to time. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the as an owner watching your community and the way they interact with certain people. And I think um, w- what we don't realise is when you walk into a gym for the first time how intimidating it is oh, yeah. and I notice this even with you mm. you're like someone who's quite you know well known in the community you're very comfortable in a gym space but even you walking into our gym the other day when you were judging me and then we did even the nutrition talk yeah you even still have that little bit of angst yes. about oh you know I don't really know anyone yeah. and I'm walking into this space totally and, yeah and you know the importance of how how people the way people interact with you how that can be a make or break decision for someone signing up and staying with yeah. you or not yeah and so what i noticed was we have um we had you know we have people coming in all the time and i instead of pinpointing them out and making that person mm. who's new to the group feel uncomfortable i always put it onto my other people and yeah. say you guys have been here the longest mm. if you recognize an unfamiliar face mm. please go up and introduce yourself yes and Perfect. really that's not really you know i think about that now and one of my longtime members um he actually calls that out and says we shouldn't have to be reminding people to do this it should be just an innate thing that we do yes and no um because he for him it comes so naturally and yeah. he'll be the first and he's got He's got a profile, you know, mm. in, the, in the world, having been on TV and stuff. I'm mm. not mentioning any names, but you'll <laughs> love to know that I'm talking about him. <laughs> and, um, and so he's the first one. Mm. He's the first one that walks up to mm. it. So when I know he's in a class and we've got new people, I'm yeah. like, oh, Thank how you cool relief. is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. they're going to get to meet him and yeah. he's going to make them feel so welcome and he communicates with them like they've been there forever and he'll yeah. chat with them. And But then we've got other people that tend to gravitate towards 
only well-to-do people. So yeah. if you're a really high-rolling athlete mm. and you come in and try our gym, we've got people that will go straight up to them and introduce mm. themselves, but those same people are not willing to go up and speak to the everyday person. Mm. And so that's where I feel like, you know, how do we encourage that a little bit more? Yes. Well, you're right. It would be nice that if it wasn't something you had to drill into people, but in my experience, you just do. Mm. And, and it's... It's, it's just human nature that we are in our own heads yeah. and, and, you know, I get it. Sometimes people just want to go to the gym and do their own thing. But I think what happens is people forget this, right? People forget what is it that made me feel... We, we forget to pass it on. Mm. What is it that drew me? Because so many of my members would say to me, this is the first gym that I felt welcomed at. Yeah. And so you receive the benefit mm. of people, that all-inclusive community, mm. and somebody taking their time to come over and say hello to you. Mm. So therefore, it's up to you to pass that on, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you don't need... I, I try to really... Because I'm... You know, I've had a few people say to me, Nez, you are next level with this sort of stuff. Like, I... Yeah, I <laughs> I really look at things because of my background, right? Mm. I grew up in an environment where I was very excluded... So I do have a laser focus where a lot of people wouldn't. Mm. Um, but I think if you're doing it 60, 70, 80% of the time, that's good enough. Um, and I think it's up to us. If you're a gym owner, talk about it in your social media. Yeah. You know, talk about... I think the best thing you can do is... So say, for instance, community is one of our values. Well, okay, what does that actually mean? We write down three or four pro behaviors and three, uh, three or four anti behaviors. So a pro behavior might be... We go up and welcome and introduce ourselves to strange faces. We, um, you know, change up our partners and train with different people often. Yeah. Um, we attend social events, um, you know, and get to know other members. Yeah. Anti-behaviors might be we don't go up and introduce ourselves to anybody. We don't. We only partner with the same people over and over and over. And we never move around the group. We yeah. don't attend social events. Or I get it. Sometimes members have their own lives, but it's okay if people don't attend those social events, but don't bag them out. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, they're having another Saturday breakfast, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like support them. Mm. Um, so I think the best thing you could do, even as a business, as a general business, I just think this is this was such a game changer for us with Lassong. Talk about your values in your in your um, onboarding in your social media so yeah. that people get a very clear idea of who you are yeah. and what you're all about. We used to actually post about this. We would share a slide, community, core value. Next slide would be three to four pro behaviors. Next mm. slide would be three to four anti. And subconsciously, our members would pick up on that and I would notice the following week, mm. it would just lift. And do you know what we used to do? Because it's so hard, All you like, I think what's easy to do is when things are happening in the gym and you can get frustrated, you react. Yeah. And then people go, oh, that's about me. Mm. What we would try and do, because I've had so many people well, write to me and say... this is what I get paranoid about. Yes. you see these situations happen, it's like, okay, how do I approach this without people going, yes. oh, my God, they're talking about me. Yes. Because really, it's it's not about that particular no, person. No, it's usually about your whole group. But isn't it interesting how well, we perceive that? Because you, it, you know deep down that's inside right. that's what you're doing, right? That's right. Well, often what happens is... This is you'll see a pattern. Mm. So some if a behavior happens once and it's a slightly like oh that's a bit awkward, that's a bit out of our values, it won't really bo- like you might not feel the pull to write or speak or share about it until it's happened a few times. Yeah. So I would always get like say for instance, we would have people turn up late over and over and over and then all of a sudden I'd talk about being late and then that person that was late that one day would <laughs> think oh my god this is about me. 
But actually it's not. It's There's a pattern yes. here. Yes. This has been happening. Yeah. So I would often say to the member, I'd say, look, just so you know, I'm actually going to write about this today. It's not about you. This has been happening for weeks. Yeah. So just so that you know. Or what we used to do when we were really proactive and at our peak of, you know, being on top of this sort of stuff, every month we would rotate through our values. So month, like January, mm. we'd be all about community. And we would talk about it on social media and then we'd flip. February would be about courage. Flip. March would be about excellence. Mm. And then the way you run your business, like you talk about it on your social media, you acknowledge that value in your meetings when you talk to your staff. Yeah. So this month, guys, we're focusing on community. What what you know ideas have you got that we could engage our community in a different way this, yeah. year, this month? Mm. This month, we're talking about courage. What could we do? Maybe it's an event. Maybe we're doing a handstand workshop. Like, And we're all about courage. Come to this. We know it's scary getting your first handstand, but come anyway. Mm. Then you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you then you celebrate your members on that. Mm. So you say, Vicky Weber turned up today and to a handstand workshop that she's been terrified of coming to. Mm. She's demonstrated one of our core values, which is courage. Mm. So you you really kind of your whole month focus is around that one core value. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then we'd we'd link that into our podcast as well. Mm. And it was just such a great way for the right people to find you. Yeah. And then those that weren't aligned, they would just subconsciously know it from the get-go. We would never really attract people that wanted to come and train with their headphones on and off in the back corner. We would never really attract people that, you know, didn't want to be a part of community. Mm. Like, you, you just repel those people because they know what you're about and they mm. know that they're not about that. So you don't have that issue of like, oh, this person's here and we're just clashing because they just don't even come into your sphere because mm. you're so proactive putting out there what you're about. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm. Mm. So I think, you know, that's a really that was really monumental in, in the way we ran our business and and creating that culture. And then, you know, I think when you, you – I mean, I could talk about this topic all day. It's like my passion. But another thing that I think is so important for this space is leaders to be involved in their community. So when we would oh, hire yeah. people, mm. I would never hire anybody that didn't A, want to train in the community and lead yeah. by example, yeah. B, want to be a part of it, go to the Saturday morning breakfast yeah. like, and go to the social events. They don't need to go all the time. Mm. I understand everyone's got their own life, but they've got to have a slight inherent desire to be a part of it mm. and to interact. Yeah. Um, I would never hire anyone that you know wasn't doing that sort of stuff. Um, we would make a point of, cause I know this, like make a point of doing events that weren't solely around socializing and drinking alcohol because mm. we're a health and fitness, yeah. you know, industry. Contradictive. Yeah. yeah. It's great to go out and have a, Absolutely. like, that's yeah. great. But I, I know for me, we, you know, when I first started the business, personally, I was in a bit of a place where I was probably very social in that way. Mm. And then we started to get mums and, and other women that, you know, wanted to do some more wholesome activities, like go up to Tom Marie for the day and have a picnic. Uh, it's really great to see so many gyms doing that these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thinking about how you can cater for everyone in mm. your community, um, I would even have things like, this is how crazy I am. I used to call this the X Factor. <laughs> this is next level. <laughs> I remember one of my friends who, is a, who owns another gym, he just shook his head when I told him about this one day and he was like, you are just next level. But hang on, I'm going to answer this one. This is about making people move in the yes, room. Yeah. I know you told me about that and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And I tried it once and our gym was just like, no way. Like, we're here to 
you know, like, so I applaud you for, for doing yeah. it, you know, and to, yeah. and for your members for taking part. They like, really cool. did, yeah. they really did, like, they were so good about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll break it down for people, but, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit, so yeah. if you're in, a, if you train in a CrossFit gym, I would put, if you're a consistent <laughs> athlete, and you're training fairly frequently, I would bet that you would train, you would train at the same in the same spot with the same people at the same time, you know, most of the time. And um, what that then does is it creates, like you create, without even knowing it, a little click, like you create your own little people that you train next to. So I used to look at our gym and we used to have, the rig was down the middle and you would have the left side, right side, front and back. And I used to make, encourage people to mix like front, right corner, left, front corner, back left corner, back mm-hmm. right corner. Mm. And I would say to people, once or twice a week, can you go and train in, in the opposite corner, a corner next to you, opposite or behind you? And, um, you know, really pushing people to try and do that, but be put themselves around other people. Mm. Or the simple fact, Saturday morning, if you've got a partner ward, everyone always goes to the same partner. That's great. I love when people get to train with their, their besties, mm. but every now and then, once a month, say today's workout is not about that it's about finding someone that you have not trained with before so you put everyone in a big circle and you tell people to eyeball the person opposite you and go over and buddy up with that person so they're just forced to go with someone different yeah these sorts of things you know just sprinkled into the way that you run your business makes such a big difference because so many people talk about community 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 like they think that if you just take a group of people to breakfast on a saturday that's community I don't agree. Yeah. Do you know what I think the the epitome of community is? How well connected, and I hate to put people on a scale, right? But say, for instance, your your newest athlete, your least experienced athlete, and then you've got your most experienced and most confident, maybe longest, um, you know, training athlete. How connected are those two opposite spectrums? Mm. Do those top girls in your gym or your top athletes, how connected are they to the members that are brand new? How connected are the members that are that are brand new to the people that have been there a couple of years? Like, mm. how across the board are all yeah. those people? Because we naturally tend to flock to the people that are most like us, which is human nature. That's okay. Mm. But the growth comes in the, the opposite of what you would normally do. Yeah. So if you normally train with that person that's right next to you and at your level, you're going to grow in some way by training with someone either better than you or like more um, inexperienced than you. Mm. And it's not always, I always look at this, right? Like when, if I'm training with someone who, say for instance, if you and I were training together, you're way more advanced than I am and more experienced. So I might not give you much back. I might get more from you in that, in that instance, Mm. because you're pushing me. I'm watching the way you're moving. Mm. I'm having to lift to meet you at your level. Yeah. But in that scenario, that might be a way for you to contribute and to actually, you might get something out of, you inspiring know, inspiring you. me mm. and then, you know, and then encouraging me and being there for me. Mm. And then it comes later, like you're at a comp in three months time. Mm. And instead of you being on the floor and not having anyone there to cheer you on, you've done this with say, you know, 15, 20 different athletes over the last 12 months. Mm. All of a sudden, 15, 20, 30, 40 people are driving down to Wollongong to regionals to watch you train and they're taking their friends and partners and then all of a sudden you get that back yeah i don't think people realize this no they don't i've experienced it personally within our gym walls and 
yeah, that's, you know, the energy exchange you receive from being an active part of your community is massive and you don't actually realise the effects that it has on you when you're out on that floor. I will never, ever forget being down um, 2015 um, and I had, my coach was Ben Schwartz from Melbourne, from um, Schwartz, Melbourne. Now, I'd also been down there training with them and, you know, during the year and so I had Lake Macquarie, we had like... 30 to 40 people, all with blue wigs on. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember? Yes, and, and I And then do. all the Schwartz crew. And, yep. the, you know, that's uh, that's 100 people yeah. cheering you on in the yeah. grandstand. And did you not perform your best? Mate, I PB. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, Because the elevation. That yeah. is the difference of being a top 10 athlete yeah. to yeah. a bottom 30. Yeah. And, and I truly believe it. Yeah. To my core, having witnessed, you know, athletes around me that are trying to break into that top third or that top 10 yeah. bracket you yeah. know that is the difference because what happens is those people that are struggling like it's all about them it's yes. get 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 i want i want i want yeah when you start to shift that into what can i give yeah that the focus comes off you getting and then you naturally elevate and your energy starts to lift yeah and lighten and then yeah. you receive yeah so I know a lot of people aren't going to really understand that, but that's definitely been something that I have really noticed in this industry. People are so self-focused mm. and they don't realize that in order to really receive and to elevate themselves, if every now and then they give, like on that day, like we used to say on a day when you're feeling really broken and really sore, that's the day you buddy up with someone that's new and inexperienced because mm. it might be all about movement and connection for you that day. And that's mm. the day you can give. Mm. And then on the day where you're feeling really good and you really want to like give really everything. go with that person that's better than you. Mm. Like, but on those days where it's like, you know what, I'm not feeling it. That's the day you, you, you make someone's day mm. and you turn around and you say, Hey newbie, I'm going to come over here and be your buddy. Because they're going to just like lift mm. thinking, wow, this, this person mm. wants to be my buddy. They're going to be terrified, but they're also, and then they're just going to push so hard because they're going to yeah. want to impress you. Yeah. And then you've got that exchange and you leave feeling good. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I don't know, like would love to hear some feedback on some of those things. Um, send this podcast to a gym owner that you know, or a business owner that you think might find it interesting or mm. a coach because yeah, I think that this sort of stuff's so fascinating and, and it's so worth diving into and, and kind of exploring. Mm, absolutely. I um I always think about our, our gym and I think about when we were at the old place, there was like four squares at the front of the gym that everyone just used to fight for and it was the same people standing in those squares every single time. And it was really funny because I'd actually get to the point when I was training in class to actually try to get there before everyone else. Yeah, yeah. But you'd see them putting their drink bottles and putting mm. their grips on, saving these spots. And it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Come stand up the back of the classroom. See how yeah. different it feels. Or yeah. stand in the middle or, you know, get outside your comfort zone. Yeah. No, you're not going to ruin your day. Mm. You know, it's going to be funny how it's, it's such <laughs> so interesting. So I, you know, I love and hate being a gym owner. Yeah. yeah. I find it. It's you know it's 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 a challenge. Yeah. Um. But yeah, human behaviour. Yeah. It's just so fascinating. And so I think what's so I saw a quote recently, or someone posted a funny status saying, "So are there any PTs left in Newcastle, or have they all become life coaches now?" <laughs> and I had to laugh because it's you know obviously what I'm stepping into a new as yeah. well. But you're right. I think in working in this field, it gives you this huge kind of insight to people because you deal with like so many different people on a regular basis and you see them at their worst and you just start to really see 
yeah, observe patterns. Yes. Patterns of behaviour. Yes. You can see, um, you know, these blocks that people have. Yeah. And it's so much easier. And generally, it's the blocks that you have yourself. Yeah. But you can see yeah. it so much easier in other people. Yeah. And you know, you know, we know what we've got to do to, yeah. to work through those things so you can help people work yeah. through them. Yeah. But yeah, definitely um, an eye opener for myself anyway when it comes to all this sort of the conditioning and programming and the blocks that we have. Yeah. And peeling back those layers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, so interesting. There we go. Well, that's our um, discussion around creating community and culture. Um, love to hear your thoughts on it. Mm. And um, if you have any feedback for us, we are so passionate about this topic. Yeah, absolutely. I just think give us a Google review. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. That would be and, great. Um, yeah, we would love to hear what, what feedback people have about this. Has it challenged you? We do invite you... Um, if you're feeling a little triggered by these comments, it is a great opportunity to explore what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Get in touch, let us know, and um, thank you for listening. Thank you. See you guys. Bye.